Hello and welcome to the Mississauga Life and Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Jaffrey, and today we're going to be getting into some very interesting stuff as we do in each and every podcast. We're going to be talking about, number one, the foreign bar ban, which was announced three months ago. There's been some changes that are being made to it. We'll talk about how, what I think the impact that that may or may not have on the real estate market as it currently is. We'll talk about uh, what the recent budget um you know, they talked about the recent budget, but they talked about helping the distressed buyers in the market. Uh, this is the Financial Consumer Agency of Canada or FCAC, FCAC for short, what they have talked about in the budget. And then we'll finally getting into, we will be getting into the Office of Superintendent of Financial Institutions, OSFI, and, and what they are sort of kind of talking about, kind of signaling towards in terms of when it comes to purchasing properties for investors uh, and trying to balance that with end users. Okay, so let's start with the foreign buyer ban. So the foreign buyer ban was introduced about three months ago, uh, and they were saying that, you know what, just kind of ease the pressure on the market because, you know, there's very limited supply. Uh, let's cut out the foreign buyers. If we cut out the foreign buyers, there'll be more properties available for end users to use, for Canadians to use. But, uh, you know, like I talked about it in the past, I didn't think that was going to have a huge impact on the market because foreign buyers, I think officially as we know it, were about maybe 3% of all buyers altogether. Not a significant effect on the real estate market, given the tight inventory. And I, I did talk about how I think that if people really want to get, you know, clever about it and go about and purchase properties in, in, in Canada as non-Canadians. There are ways to do it behind uh, different investment firms, uh, shell companies, et cetera, et cetera. There's ways to get, get around and do it. So people who really want to invest millions of dollars will end up doing it anyways. The foreign buyer ban, in my opinion, was just a big hoax. But uh, what they've done now is they're easing uh, the foreign buyer ban. I guess they want more non-Canadians to purchase real estate. It doesn't really make sense to me. There's two points to this. One of them doesn't make sense to me. The other might. Uh, so I'll, I'll run those by you. Okay. So the foreign buyer ban relaxed the original iteration of the federal foreign buyer ban enacted on January 1st of this year, survived less than 90 days. In a news release this week or last week, the Minister of Housing and Diversity and Inclusion announced the following key changes. Work permit holders will now be allowed to purchase a primary residence provided that they have a minimum 183 days remaining on their permit. Previously, work permit holders had to have filed Canadian taxes for five years and have resided in Canada for a minimum of 244 days each of those years. I think this is a very small portion. I don't think that's going to have an effect on the market. Besides, I think when we were talking about NPRs, um, the average salary for those guys was like 45 grand. So I really don't think it's going to have a huge impact on the market, especially when you're talking about the GTA, uh, Vancouver, Calgary, like the bigger markets. Okay. Second point was non-residents can now buy or purchase raw land provided it is zoned for residential or mixed use developments. So can a non-resident buyer come into Canada, purchase a huge swath of land and then build homes on it? Um, they can. And if they're kind of like, you know, it's sort of like what they do. It's a company that is in this line of work. They can probably do something like that. And the government probably wants them to build more homes. I can see this kind of being something that may be a bit useful because when it comes to new construction sales, they're down in the dumps right now. 
right? Uh, nobody's really purchasing new investments or new construction at this point right now because of the rising interest rates or the high interest rates rather. I don't know if they're going to rise any further. Uh, if they do, uh, you'll hear about it. But uh, I think that's the effort there. The effort there is to make sure that we have more inventory a year, two years, three years down the road uh, because just Canadians aren't buying new construction at the moment. So that would make sense. Okay. Uh, second thing we're talking about is the budget, um, which talked about assisting people that are distressed when it comes to making their mortgage payments. So it says here that the elevated interest rates may have been harder for some Canadians to make their mortgage payments. No kidding. Particularly for those with variable rate mortgages, Canadians have the right to work with their mortgage lender to explore mortgage relief options that will help them stay in their home. Nothing surprising. I mean, this is nothing new. This is nothing exceptional. This has already been happening. I don't know why they're announcing this so late. Uh, again, maybe it's just all political theater. It probably is all political theater because it has been happening for a long time. So the federal government through the Financial Consumer Agency of Canada, FCAC, FCAC, is publishing a guideline to protect Canadians with mortgages who are facing exceptional circumstances. Okay. Uh, specifically, the government is taking steps to protect Canadians with fair and equitable access to relief measures that are appropriate for the circumstances that they are facing. Existing uh, mortgage regulations may also allow lenders to provide a temporary mortgage amortization, amortization extension even past 25 years. So this is funny because this has been going, for, going on for a long time. It's about six months now. I've talked to people we're in the situation where the mortgages went up, uh, the rates went up and the mortgage payments went up. And then they reached out to their banks and then the banks worked something out for them. I mean, I've talked to people who had amortizations pushed past 30 years. So it's already happening. I don't know why they would have to talk about it now in the budget. Uh, like I said, political theater. Okay, so that's already happening. What's the next thing we're talking about is the OSFI. OSFI, OSFI, the Office of the Superintendent of Financial Institutions. So this is an independent agency of the government of Canada. So they kind of make sure that the Canadian financial system is, is sound at all times. You know, all the wheels are greased, uh, that we don't kind of walk into a disaster of gigantic proportions, like a financial meltdown or something. So that's what OSFI does. They just make sure everything is working smoothly. Well, I mean, if that's what they do, um, you know, they need to do a better job. OSFI basically, so here it says that OSFI, may be forced to revisit something from the budget. The government is, is committed to ensuring that investors' activity or investor activity, especially amongst those who own a significant number of investment properties, is helping, not hurting, housing affordability in Canada and will re review whether the government needs to rebalance the housing market in favor of Canadians looking for a home to live in. Look, folks, let's, let's not forget... One of the big reasons why prices jumped the way they did during the pandemic times was because it was because of investors. I mean, and that's not the investor fault, right? I mean, they're kind of playing by the rules. These are the rules set out by the government. In a normal market, going back like maybe last 10 years, investors would make up about 10% of the buyers in the market. So investors were picking up about 10% of the inventory in the market. During pandemic times, investors were picking up about 25% of all the inventory in the market. So the one purchaser, one buyer, one investor is purchasing three to four properties. What does that do to the inventory? 
And we know that the the need for housing for people to purchase homes is just growing as more and more people are coming into Canada. So this was a mess and OSFI could have done a much better job of this. So they did talk about um, you know, sources of down payments in the early 2022. Uh, they were considering raising down payment requirements on second dwellings and also considered a prohibiting a, a considered prohibiting the use of borrowed funds as a source of the down payment, like your home equity line of credit, your refinancing. So we're hoping there's a good chance that the forthcoming review will examine these policy options. Uh, people should be allowed to build wealth in real estate. Absolutely nothing wrong with that. But at the same time, there needs to be a balance, right? There needs to be enough inventory for a family of two starting out with young kids wanting to purchase a home and not be, you know, not having an income of like $250,000 to enter the market. So I hope OSFI does what they're supposed to do and we kind of fix the situation. Um, and when that happens, we'll let you know. But, you know, I hope they do it sooner rather than later because according to the most recent uh, Ipsos poll, 63% of Canadians who don't own homes right now are losing out hope. They've kind of given up on ever owning a home. And we're not just talking about the greater Toronto area or Vancouver. We're talking Canada wide, right? Which is not good. Uh, the findings also show, also show that 76% of respondents felt that owning a home was the best investment a person can make. I really do hope they work on this because this is a need. Uh, it does give people roots, gives people some stability. And, uh, you know, it doesn't matter who's in power, liberals, conservatives, conservatives are taking shots at liberals all the time for not being able to handle the housing crisis. Uh, I doubt that it's a political party issue. Uh, I don't know what it is. I think it's it's more of a, a banking issue, right? And when we get into that, we can do a whole entire podcast on how that works. But uh, yeah, so the lending, I think if it is structured in a way where people are allowed to build wealth in real estate at the same time, there's enough inventory, depending on how much inventory there is, there's an allow allowance for people to purchase multiple properties using certain sources uh, as down payments, like home equity line of credits or refinancing. And if that's kind of tuned to the market, I think we can have a good balance of both, right? For investors and for end users as well. Okay, uh, so the luxury market is feeling the pains of the high interest rates as well. Remax Canada reported that even if luxury sales in Q1 2023 did not reach the peak levels seen in Q1 of 2022, activity was on par or ahead of Q4 of 2022 in 10 of the 15 luxury market cities in Canada. Um, so recession expectations continue, right? In the first quarterly report since the Bank of Canada declared a conditional rate pause, both businesses and consumers see the economy heading to a mild recession in the next 12 months, with the wage expectations still elevated amongst a tight labor market. So we keep hearing that, that number again and again, right? I've heard six or 12 months, 12 months, mild recession. But again, the, it is kind of uh, consistent. I mean, the, the reports that I'm hearing that the recession is not expected to be anything major. Um, yeah, hopefully it's just still mild, mild recession. Um, in the current situation, Canadians who are renewing their mortgage or buying a home this is at present, are increasingly concerned about their ability to qualify for the mortgage that they need. 47% said that they are concerned about being able to qualify 
and 16% saying that they are very concerned. Going into recession, when there's going to be undoubtedly layoffs, uh, money's going to be tight, these numbers no doubt will change. Um, however, TD is a little bit optimistic despite sinking to a 14-year low in January. Canadian home sales are poised to make a comeback. New report by TD Economics states sales appear to have reached a trough uh, and forecasts quarterly gains for remainder of 2023. Sales expected to pick up momentum in latter half of the year. So sales expected to pick up momentum, same TD report or you know the, the source TD. A couple of months back, I was reading, they were expecting the average price to go down about 10% this year. Um, hasn't happened. This year, the prices have gone up about 5% in February. So let's see what happens with that. Um, either way, the job market is still very robust. StatsCan reported the economy added 35,000 jobs in March uh, amid strong population growth, keeping the unemployment rate steady at near record lows, even as the economy wrestles with high interest rates. Population grew by 0.3% last month, while employment rose by 0.2%. So one last thing I want to close off with is um, there are people who are who are kind of stuck. You know, they have investment properties and they have a tenant who might be a bad tenant, hasn't paid rent, and uh, they're having a hard time kind of moving on, closing that chapter, getting somebody else in um, because the landlord and tenant board has been backed up uh, with cases that they just couldn't resolve during the pandemic times and it just, there's a backlog. So, I mean, it could take like six months to a year to rectify certain situations and, you know, have a landlord or a tenant kind of, you know, have their issues resolved. <laughs> Isn't happening fast enough. So uh, the report here says as painfully long wait times continue to plague the landlord and tenant board, Ontario government announced it will invest $6.5 million to hire dozens of new employees to clear, help clear backlog. We'll go towards appointing an additional 40 educators and hiring five back office staff members. Hopefully that is going to give some relief to landlords and tenants and, uh, you know, life can move on as expected and as normal. Uh, that's it for this podcast. If you find this information useful at all, please feel free to share and uh, pass along to family and friends. Until next time, take care. We'll see you in the next video. Thank you.